The Ottawa Senators earn a 6-1 victory over the Washington Capitals tonight. And we are here as Locked On Senators and Martian Media to break it all down. I'm Ross Levitan, as always, with Brandon Piller and the Martian. Tonight, it was a dominant performance by your Ottawa Senators. 6-1 the final score in a game that was never in doubt. Pilsy, your immediate reaction despite the parlay not even being close. Well, you know what? I'll happily take that parlay not being close if it means Alex Ovechkin was a zero out there. Zero shots, zero goals. Brady Kachuk fulfilled his part of my parlay, so I should have leaned more heavily on the Sens here. That's on me. But the Sens get a 6-1 win here. And this was just pure domination. Like, there wasn't really any moments where this game was out of reach. The Senators kept that home crowd rocking. The woos were out of control in this one. And it's great for the Ottawa Senators to be playing at the Canadian Tire Center because they seem to win there. It's a happy bus ride on the Glebe Central Pub shuttle. The postcast is always brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub, the neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Great people, great food, tasty drinks, and join the shuttle to and from the CTC for $17 round trip. You can get your tickets at GlebeCentralPub.com. My parents are on the shuttle right now. My mom had so much fun on Sunday. She made my dad go again tonight. They had an absolute blast. Now they're 2-0. Pilsy, they're quickly inching closer to our record of 12-0-1 with boots on the ground. Martian, how'd you see this one? evolve man that, that forward depth just came out in spades here tonight right with that addition of josh norris coming in it felt like a trade acquisition like this guy came in hot and holy smokes boys they were just coming at them in waves like every shift it just seemed like the send skill was just coming through the roof and you gotta love to see it we've been waiting for this a long time yeah, and Josh Norris has been waiting for this for a long time, Martian. 270 days since his last game. Also, 270 days since his last goal. So he thought, hey, why don't I double up here to make up for lost time? I mean, two goals in your first game back like that. He looked good out there. He took a hit from Ovi, like, first shift and didn't seem worse for wear. So this this was a really good sign for Josh Norris and the Sens fans are so happy for him. I mean, nobody's happier than Timmy, Timmy hugging him after his first goal. That's a, that's a teammate that's stoked to have uh, Josh Norris back in the lineup. So welcome back, Josh. And welcome to the Vladislav Tarasenko show because Vladdy started this thing off with another great assist from Ridley Gregg. This guy, like, how do you separate these two at this point, Martian? Man, he, he honestly set the tone for the entire game with that finish on that goal. Like, he, he set this guy up, and he's going to finish the job. And putting him with these two dogs, like Ridley Gregg and Matthew Joseph, who, by the way, also playing incredible himself. Like, we can get into that later. But, I mean, Tarasenko getting it done there in, the, in that early in that first period, that, that goes a long way to setting the tone for the entire game, especially at home. So sick. So sick. Solid. Right off the bat, Pilsy, like what about this trend we're starting to see emerge where the Sens don't even wait till the five-minute mark to get the first goal? Well, and it's just getting that crowd into it. Like you always say, Ross, like if you can score a goal right off the hop, you get the crowd buzzing. It kind of demoralizes the team on the road, especially a team like Washington that has struggled this year. Only three goals in three games for the Caps. So, they already know they're down one and it's going to be a battle to get back in it. And the Ottawa centers did a really good job of not taking the foot off the gas pedal here. I mean, they went six, one for crying out loud. They were full offensive throttle forward. 
I don't even know which way I want to take this one because we can go into Josh Norris a little bit more. We can go into the onslaught that was. We can go into the fact that the Senators physically didn't get pushed around. Despite being up on the scoreboard, Ridley Gregg was getting in the mix. Kastelik fought Tom Wilson. You'll love that trade-off from a skill perspective. And the Senators were just doing absolutely everything right in this game in front of the home crowd. But I think I want to go the direction of Sportsnet. I'm going to give them some stick taps because I feel like later on in this show, we're going to tear them apart. Oh, my goodness. Don't even think about watching the intermissions on that channel. It was it was painful. But they did have one good stat during the game. The Ottawa Senators, with their fifth goal, and they added another one to boot, have now scored more goals in the first four games of the season than they ever have in franchise history. And I, I only almost feel like it's a sign of things to come. They've scored 19 goals in the first four games of this season. It's, it's an incredible stat, but I feel like they're only scratching the surface of their potential. And boys, I don't think Jake Sanderson's ever going back to the second power play unit. How fast are his pivots and moving the puck back and forth, distributing? This guy, he's a superstar in the making, and we're already seeing comments on the side. We love everyone in the chat. Over 500 right now in the chat, and it's, uh, it's the question that might become less of a joke as time goes on. Does Jake Sanderson go first in the 2020 redraft? Yeah, I mean, I made that joke earlier. And Ross, you mentioned all those things he does in the power play. But the other thing I'll mention is, is holding the puck in. He hustles to hold that puck in. And that makes a huge difference. And I feel like, you know, that's an area that Shabbat, you know, maybe just could have given him an extra push here and there. But anyways, we're not going to knock him right now either. This is this has just been an incredible start to the season. I'm really surprised to hear that stat. I actually missed it when Sportsnet dropped that. Um, cause when you think I, in my mind, I go right back to 2005, 2006, when they first acquired Danny Eatley and the pizza line oh, yeah. was or, originally United. Those guys were unstoppable early in the season. It was for sure six, five, four goals a game guaranteed those, that line alone was getting, you know, three or four points a night each. So, um, for that stat to be something that's real right now for this team is, is crazy impressive. And it just goes to show you that the overall growth of all these guys is starting to come to fruition and, they're going to be a threat because the amount of skill that they're carrying right now is 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 crazy. And they're still missing Pinto. It's legit NHL skill. Pilsy, you look at the teams they've played. Washington, Tampa, Philly, Carolina, they get the loss. Are you taking anything away from them or you just take the games that are, are coming to you? Ross, this team has struggled to get off to not only a hot start, but just an average start for years. I'm not apologizing for any wins that this team gets at home up against weak opponents, especially at least in the same conference like uh, Philly, Tampa and uh, Washington, all in the Eastern Conference. And you got to take those points when they come. You can only play the teams you're scheduled up against. So, no, I'm not buying any of that. It feels great to be three and one as a sense fan. And last year, all three of those teams were teams that they did lose to last season in the first half of the year. So I only at home, and I only know that because I was at all three games. True. So and and don't forget Chicago as well. So oh, I don't. I mean that Chris Neal game. That's another example of just them losing to an inferior opponent at home. We haven't seen it yet so far this season. It's just an incredible sign. Now, last year the Senators did win their first four games at home. That has to be noted. They went on a four-game heater, and they scored a ton of goals in those games as well. Seven against Boston, five against Washington, six against Arizona, four against Dallas. And then the wheels came off. They lost the next seven games, getting one loser point in the last one of those against New Jersey. But I hate to be 
so dramatic in this, but it it really does feel different. Like we we're fighting over Send Central standouts last year so that we weren't scraping the bottom of the barrel getting our third guy. Now it's like we could go around the horn three, four times. I don't know if there was a bad effort. Look at the title of this episode. Six Ottawa Senators had multi-point games. Tim Stutzla, maybe the quietest three-point night. It's his 15th, I think I saw on, on his interview afterwards, uh, th- three-point night in his career. Like These guys are red hot. And I think the direction I want to take this, and maybe it'll lead towards the um, the Send Central standouts that we'll do in just a couple minutes. But like we talk about coaches doing pairs. I think they found one here with Drake Batherson and, and Josh Norris. Those guys cannot be separated. And I don't think that if you're the coach, you obviously don't touch the lines after three straight wins at home. But just the chemistry that these guys are finding right now, Pilsy, it feels like it's just the beginning of something special. It's the Drake and Josh show, uh, as as we all know from our childhood. And uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get more into that connection for our standouts. Where do you want to take it then? Start of the second period? Like at what point did you realize that the route was on. Martian, I'll snap it to you for this one. Well, I mean, I, it was pretty early on. You could see that the Sens were dominating the game. But just going back to that Drake and Josh connection, I think I saw a stat that in, in the last couple seasons, Josh has like, I think he's like 59 or 56 goals. I can't remember exactly. But um, Batherson has assisted on, on almost half of those goals. So there definitely is a history yeah. there between these guys. They clearly love each other. You heard Batherson's comments before the game too, and he said we're going to be looking to set up Norris. And what's he do? He gets two primaries on these guys. This guy's first two goals of the season. So, um, boys, when you when you manifest it like that as a team, as a group, you know there's something going on that's special. Well, and it's one of those that started at the grassroots. This was a connection in Belleville that oh, yeah. earned Josh Norris the Rookie of the Year. Great point. And if it wasn't for Drake Batherson having a 20-game call-up, they would have been battling it out for Rookie of the Year because they were both unbelievable that season in in Belleville. And, like, it's just the connection is one thing, but the amount of space that Josh Norris's speed opens up for Drake to be able to be creative and do his thing, it's incredible. And then you you throw in on the other side the, the fact that they're able to get production too. It's, it's a... Uh, Momentum is a heck of a drug, and like I'm trying to bite my tongue here and and not like an- announce that they're gonna win the Stanley Cup like I did to my wife right before I came in and recorded. But I don't know who's beating this team. I mean, they're gonna lose games, that's for sure. But I like their chances in every in every single one of them. You know, like going into every game, I look at this group, and again, you we can emphasize all we want that Shane Pinto is still not in the building, but the forward depth, the defense is looking solid. Both Corpusalo and Forsberg can win you games. Forsberg played really good tonight. He's going to get overshadowed by the offensive blast. But, I mean, he did his job just as good as anyone tonight. Um, that's something that, I mean, this overall as a team right now, they are clicking. And this is not something that we're used to. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun postcasts, I feel like, this season. And uh, this is just the beginning, boys. So with that, and this is the point I meant to hit on earlier, too. DJ Smith said it, Brady Kachuk said it, and now Tim Stutzel said it. There were games in the years past where they they lost before they'd even step foot on the ice. They knew they were overmatched, overpowered, and it was just kind of, all right, are we going to lose 5-1 or are we going to make it 5-2? But now they're going into every game with the confidence that they're going to win. Not, not we can win. They're going to win. So with that said, 
Injuries are always a part of things. And we saw a scary moment in the third period. Martian tweeted out. You can follow him on Twitter, at Laleem's Martian. Artem Zub took a shot off the ear. I believe it was an Ovechkin shot too, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, he hit, it was like from a short distance and a little bit of a riser. Yeah, he hit Zub's ear more than he had shots on goal tonight, yes. Alex Ovechkin. But if it is a situation where Zub's going to miss some time, now, all of a sudden, things have to shake up in the top four. Pilsy, how, how would you alternate things? And I'm not going to ask you who you're going to call up necessarily, but is it something where you just plug and play into that pair with Jake Sanderson because you don't want to disrupt the other two pairs? Or are you moving up a Hamannick who's played with Sanderson in the past or Branstrom moving over to the right side? No, it's an easy solution for me, Ross. You bump Hamannick up there. Like him and Sanderson, they played together in a top four role all last season they're both very complimentary of each other and saying they're at least from their quotes in the press saying they liked playing with each other and uh as long as it's a short sample size which hopefully for zub it is because that could be a nasty injury especially brandon pillar not a doctor but when you start messing around with uh hits to the ear it can affect more things than sometimes meets the eye so Hopefully, Zub doesn't have a big injury. I mean, last year with the broken jaw and then this year with the, with the ear, that's tough. Did you say your ear meets your eye? No. The, no there could be more injuries that happen to your ear than can meet the eye. Okay. Sorry. Yes. We're getting a little too... It was a funny line. There. <laughs> no, but you're right, you're right about that, Pillsy. Hopefully, it's just not a long-term thing. But I, I don't know. Worst case scenario, what? You just call up Tyler Clevin? No, you want a righty. I would throw Branstrom on the right. We can have two righties out there. We got one set of with one righty on there. Whatever. Let's go. But yeah. Brandy, I, and, and Clevin together, that's a nice little pairing. I want to see it. I actually don't mind that at all. So what, you're saying Clevin, Branstrom a, as a pair and then move Hamnick yeah. back up with Sanderson? That's uh, your third. Yeah. That's there's, your a portion, there's a portion. I, I don't hate it. Chat here who would be very upset to see Travis Hamnick with Jake Sanderson. I know we're not going to get a lot of pushback on this show. I feel like all three of us are kind of on the same side. Man, hammer laid body tonight. You see that one hit in the second period and on the end wall. Now he is getting a little close to the tendy at times when he, when he's mucking it up in front, I'd like him to, you know, stay away from the goalie. We've seen him kind of fall on a couple of guys in the past. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen, but I think Hammonick's been uh, just fine uh, to start the season, but hopefully it's all for naught. And Artem Zub's back on Saturday. So it's going to be a big game because Detroit's feeling themselves. They got another win tonight against Pittsburgh to bring it two goals, but who cares? Uh, all that to say, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one on Saturday afternoon at the Canadian Tire Center in Canada, Ontario. On the other side, we do have Send Central standouts. We asked as well in the chat, who are your Send Central standouts? Not one. Not two, I want three standouts from everybody because it's so easy to get three. Come on. They had six players with multi-point games tonight. Six players with multi-point games. So we'll touch on that right after. A quick word from our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. Yes, the Glebe Central Pub in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. They are the presenting sponsor of the Locked On Senators postcast we love our friends at the glebe central pub not only because they have great food great drinks great people great atmosphere they had open mic nights live music they've got it all at the glebe central pub but we also love them because they've got the send shuttle you can get your tickets for the senator's shuttle on their website glebecentralpub.com slash sends bus so go check them out glebe central pub let them know that locked on senators sent you when you go and check them out at the Glebe Central Pub. Pilsy, I believe you got a word from our friends at Sleeper before we get to our standouts. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Sleeper is the place you want to go for daily fantasy. And there's more than just hockey for daily fantasy for sleeper. You can do NFL, NBA, MLB, college football. It's so quick, just two taps and you've got your picks in under a minute. You can have categories like goals, assists, plus minus saves and more. And you can win a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contents for our players down in the States. So Get your Brady Kachucks, get your Tim Stutzlas, get your Josh Norris, get them in your lineup, and you could win big. Use promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And Sleeper, only available in the U.S. for now, and that's the, the promo. You can still check out Sleeper Daily Fantasy. All right, boys, we've got a great, great problem to have here. We each chose one cent central standout. So we're leaving a lot of talent on the board. And the way we do it now, because we've got this beautiful graphic that I'll pull up in just a moment, but I just messaged the group chat, just the host I am. I'm never going to pick first. I want to snap it around. And whoever answers me first gets their choice. Then it's a free for all. If I see it, I'm going to snap in mine. And that's what happened today. Martian got first. I got second. And Pillsy got the third choice here as well. And Alex makes a great point too. Before we get to our standouts, Alex makes a great point. Who gets the helmets, the fire helmet. We haven't even talked about the fire helmet, the new player of the game. um, What would you call it? Not an award. Yeah. An award. Prop. Prop. Thank you. A prop. (laughs) Nice catch. Who's getting it tonight? I mean, in my mind, I I go straight to Josh Norris as the guy. This is the easiest one ever. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I don't think we need to go any deeper into that because I I know for a fact that Josh Norris is somebody's standout as well. So we'll we'll leave that one hanging there. But it is a good point, though, Alex. We appreciate you uh, because last year we did put up a poll each time. So we were slacking on that. But I already got chirped for putting up because we're also – making it interactive for the locked on player on on the daily show where we're going to put up a poll with four options and you pick your locked on player to watch. And people are like, Oh, it's obviously Norris tonight. It was, I think 89% of the people voted for Josh Norris. So I'll save another lopsided Josh Norris poll and I'll snap it over to Martian who had the first pick of our Sen central standouts. Yeah, I, I did have the first pick, and I, I obviously feel like Norris would have been an, an easy selection, but this is a guy just I really wanted to talk about him tonight because I think he played incre- an incredible game, and that's Jake Sanderson. I mean, is he just coming into his own or what, fellas? One goal, one assist, and you know, a solid 2017 of ice time. He was buzzing out there. He only had the one shot on net, but it went in for him. 100% shooting percentage is that good? Um, you know. But boys, the way he's skating with the puck and the Is way that he's good? and the way, sick. And the way he's defending, and you know, he he is he is the senator's best defenseman. And I don't think there's any debating that right now. The way he's playing, he's controlling the game when he's on the ice. He's doing everything right. He makes great passes. He, he's he, you know zooming around the other team's off at net in the offensive zone. He's all over the ice, boys. And and that assist that he had. On the uh, it was the Artem Zub goal. I mean, he he basically did a full lap of the arena with the puck before he made the pass, got it back, and then he set the guy up for the goal. Like this is vintage Eric Carlson looking ability that we're seeing out there, and I don't say that lightly. That's some really good skating and really good vision, and his offensive game is coming coming to a head. 
And I, I mean, it's, it's not going to be long before the rest of the league notices. So Jake Sanderson's my standout on this one. Um, I think for me, it was, it was a fairly easy choice. Yeah. I, I don't blame you having Jake yeah. Sanderson on the team, man. He might not be the Sens best defenseman. He might be the best defenseman in the national hockey league. <laughs> I mean, let's well, not carry it away, but he, he he's in that. I mean, let's not, he will, be. He will be. No, but remember, remember when the analysts, even once analysts started realizing, wow, we sounded very silly saying it was a reach of five, then they're like, oh, well, I hope they aren't expecting someone like Kale McCart. This guy might actually have that that offensive ability that will make him in that Heisman McCart tier. And Pilsy, if you want to go ahead, go ahead. Well, uh, I was just going to say, Jake Sanderson is doing everything in his power to emulate Kale McCarr. I mean, he took yeah. the same process, uh, deferring a year, staying an extra year in college. Where'd and you then that? It was, <laughs> uh, it was uh, first reported at Sun Central. Um, but in Ian Mendez's article, he talked about how in the offseason, Jake Sanderson looked at his four goals and was like, okay, four goals, I got to do better than that. So he asked the video guy, send me get me clips of every single shot and goal from Kale McCarr and Rasmus Dahlin. And they put that together and they said, look, these are where these defensemen that you're trying to up your level and be as good at, this is where they shoot and where they score from. This is where you need to get so you can score more goals. And he's already being so successful with that. And his shot looks so much better. He has really put a focus on, I don't want to just be a good skater and a good defender and facilitate the puck. I want to, I want to light that lamp myself and damn, he's making it known that that's yeah. going to happen more often this year. Eh, that, that goal tonight was a prime example of him, you know, collecting that puck and getting it to the middle as quickly as possible, getting the screen and just ripping that thing top shelf. Like that thing was on a stick. No off chance. So fast. Nobody saw it coming. It was absolutely zipping top cheese and get used to it. Because I think he's going to do that a lot more. And what's amazing is that he plays defense just as well, if not better, than he yeah. does offense. He's the number one PK guy over the boards. He skates. He's a one-man breakout. Top power play now. Hey, so good standout. Good standout, boys. You like uh, it? It's a great standout. We're, we've been drooling over his game for like five minutes now. Like, yeah. And I feel like we could keep going. The one thing I'll say is this guy needs to keep the mustache, right? Like, like it's, it's such a sick look. Don't change anything, Jake. Remember, That's remember what last, last season he put the mustache on. The Sens were having a hard time winning games, but he, he was growing out that mustache. And that's when he, I think he was collecting a good amount of his points from last season too. So I'm in agreement. Keep the mustache. Let it get thicker and thicker. Speaking of facial hair, though, I did notice in the post-game interview that Tim Stutzel is now able to kind of like grow a little scruff. He's keeping it short. Um, He'll be ready makes, for his playoff beard. That makes you feel a little old if he can grow facial hair. Yeah, Brady's still working on it. Our guy Derek Lee says that Sandy Zub pairing held Ovi to zero shots. And D uh, DJ Smith was very clear that that was going to be his matchup every time he could get them out there against Alex Ovechkin. They wouldn't. They, they, they just shut him down, man. Like, there's there's not much else to it than that. It was a super impressive effort, a master class. And hot lunch pointing out here. I'm glad that he brought up this play. Getting back to break up that TJ Oshie breakaway was outstanding. Uh, and all I could think about now is that Jack Hand tweet being like his skating gets him in trouble. It might be the funniest tweet of the summer. It actually might be the funniest tweet of the summer. No, it's the bonehead tweet of the year. Bonehead. Go, 
of the year. Joe Bell, you are absolutely going to be a Sen Central citizen this season. Oh, you reach out. We'll get you on next oh, week. Oh, man, Joe. I, it's my first time seeing Joe all season. Nice to see you in there, Joe. Yes, Joe. Absolutely love having you as a part of the of the uh, postcast, a part of the Locked On Senators family. The citizens, as we say. Okay, so Woo. you've got Jake Sanderson as your first Sen Central standout. And at that point, I kind of have to. My hands are tied. I've got to go with Josh Norris. Two goals. Not only that, but he's now only 39 face-offs away from me being out of my complete panic. He took 11 tonight, won five of them. So completely respectable numbers, just under 50%. And what I also love about his game is he's flying around the ice. You can tell that it's been an upper body injury. Like his skating, his conditioning, everything seems like it's 100%. And he didn't miss a beat. The goal was just classic Josh Norris, a little bit closer than maybe his office is. It's like he's walking home from his office, and he got there right to the top of the crease. Great uh, anticipation. His hockey IQ right where it left off. So Josh Norris is my Sen Central standout tonight. Talk about a guy who's put on this earth to bury pucks. Like, this guy just knows how to bury the puck when he shoots it, right? Like, you, you, you say what you will. Like He's in front of the goal mouth for that first goal, but it's not as easy as it looks. He makes it look extremely easy, and he puts it home with authority every single time. And again, with that Batherson one where he he, made, he passed it out front to him, and he's in the, that right in the middle of the slot, and he rips that thing. Boy, it's like that's that's just an elite goal scorer scoring goals. That's it, he makes it look so easy and simple. Um, but it's not something that anyone else in the NHL could, seems to be able to do so easily. And you mentioned his skating, Ross. I, I feel like this is something that's always overlooked with Josh Norris, or maybe just people just forget. He's always been an incredibly good skater, and his acceleration is so different from anyone I ever watched. And I, I, I don't know what it is, but every time I watch Sens games, I find myself honing in on Josh Norris when he's on the ice because he gets my attention with the way he skates. He moves back and forth laterally more than any other player I've ever seen, where he's hopping into different areas of the ice and he's losing coverage. And he's wide open all the time. Pillsy, were you nervous when Ovi got him uh, by the bench early in the first period? Well, that, yeah, that's what I referenced earlier. Like, that was the first test because o- Ovi puts his weight into finishing checks. And he got Norris pretty good right at the start by the bench. So that did make me nervous. But uh, he battled through it. And you mentioned Norris makes it look easy. Well, Martian, that's going to lead into my sense Central standout because... Batherson made those goals easy. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Norris's shot, but my God, Drake Batherson set him up beautifully. And we talked about it in today's episode, Ross. For that line to work, Kubelik, Norris, and Batherson, Drake Batherson was going to have to be the driver of that line, and he was going to have to find ways to set those guys up. And today he said, Josh, welcome back to the uh, to the game of hockey. It's been a while for you. Let me make things easy on you. And his first assist, that little sneaky backhand, uh, no look pass to Norris back door on the power play. I mean, most players are going to bury that. So that's uh, a nice little gift to get Norris, get the monkey off his back after 270 days. And then the second assist Batherson has on uh, Norris's goal, he goes for a wraparound, but instead of trying to jam it, he has the awareness to say, hey, there's my buddy Josh in the high slot. I know all I have to do is get the puck on a stick. It's going to be off a stick in half a second and in the back of the net real quick. And that's what he does. So another great heads up play by Drake Batherson. Neither of those goals happen 
without Batherson's smart hockey IQ and getting that pass right on the tape. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Pilsy. Like, the, like his 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 ability to find Norris is is incredible. But we do got to give a little bit of credit to Kubalik on that second Josh Norris goal. Um, he he kind of rode the defender and gave him a bump and knocked him off the puck right before Batherson yep. picked it up. So he didn't get an assist on the play, but I do think Kubalik deserves a little bit of credit on that one. Nice. Boys, how about Drake Batherson finishing with the most ice time among forwards tonight? Now, when it's 5-1 after two periods, you're just going to kind of roll roll four lines from there. But uh, I think that's a nice feather in his cap for a guy who was pretty snake bit before those two assists tonight. Yep. Uh, one point off your elusive Batherson three-point night, though, Ross. I know. Ross, I see you tweet out earlier that he's got two points pretty early after he had the two. And of course, did you have money on the three? Always. Oh, man. <laughs> I always that, have like a couple dollars. Let's see if I can change this. That was a tweet where I was looking at that and I was like, if people don't follow the show or follow the Ross, they're probably like, what is this idiot doing tweeting Bathurst in two points when Josh Norris has scored two goals? And that's the big story here. And Ross is like, Ooh, Drake Batheson, though, could get three points. But uh, that's a classic Ross Levy lock is Batheson three points for the people that have been following along. Exactly. And that's what we want. We want little breadcrumbs for people who are just watching yeah. watching the show and who can do that. Look at me changing it on the fly. I still had uh, Senators versus Hurricanes. As the I wasn't going to mention it. Didn't want to hurt your ego, but that's a well, uh, well done change. That was a NASCAR type pit stop change on the graphic there, Ross. People oh. probably didn't even notice that. Happened. No, they did. They were in the chat giving him a hard time. That's why. Yeah. Oh, but I got, a, I got an NVM, a little never mind. Yeah, we're quick, quick on the trigger here. At Locked On Centers. Reminder to follow at Laleem's Martian on Twitter, on Twitch, where on he's Twitch. Yo. 24. Look at that. Follow. Hey, there Yo. you go. I didn't even Look see. Look at Joel. Thank you very much, Joel. That that means a lot to me. Honestly, like I'm having so much fun doing these streams now. This is my I did my second one tonight before the game. We had like consistently a very active chat. You know, people are commenting different things. I'm commenting back to them. The, the the comments are popping up on my screen. I'm playing the game. We're going back and forth between sense chat and commentary on, on what's going on and, and when I'm playing. So oh, I'm yeah. having a ton of fun. So if you guys want, please go to twitch.tv slash Laleem's Martian and toss me a follow and jump on the next one. Because, I mean, if it's a lot of the same people who are in these chats, then it's going to get even more electric in there. And I have the sense at five one-on-one in all-star mode Ooh. and I suck at the game. So um, we're, we're, the boys are heat. Let's just say that. Love to see it. Tonight's game, it's a 6-1 win over the Washington Capitals. The Send Central standouts. Martian has Jake Sanderson, who had a goal, an assist, one shot on goal, and played over 20 minutes. I took Josh Norris, who had two goals in his first game in 270 days, three shots on goal, five for 11 in the faceoff dot, and played 16 and a half minutes. Pilsy's got Drake Batherson, two assists, one shot on goal, and 18-25 in time on ice that led all sends forwards. All right. Wrapping up the postcast with some rumors. The rumors uh, are running rampant. The streets. Oh, right. We're going into it. Eh? We have to, we need you to expand on your thoughts when it comes to the Shane Pinto situation, because it can't be any worse than what the Sportsnet panel went after in that first intermission. That might've been the most like, out of touch, out of reality conversation that I've ever heard. This is our national rights holder for NHL broadcast. The brightest minds in the game. NHL lives here. And someone's like, yeah, it's their B squad. It's like, why is the B squad working the second 
Wednesday night hockey game of the entire season. They're already tired. And there's only two games on, like the B squad. I mean, that's light light lifting right there. Maybe yeah. Not. I mean, luckily for Kyle Bukowskis, he kind of he salvages the sports net. You know, he's the best he's for me. His, yeah. his you know his intermission interviews and everything kind of kind of saved the day there. Um, but yeah, if you guys want, I'll, I mean, I, I can expand on that. No problem. It's pretty straightforward. I feel like. Well, first, uh, our friend Bruce Garriock has a has a very important tweet here. Very oh. important tweet. There was update on Artem Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Percy. I think he meant no update. So, I mean, that's basically the same as what he tweeted. So let's not give Bruce too hard of a time either. There was an update. <laughs> the update is there is no update. All right. What's the update on Shane Pinto? Yeah. I mean, this is this one came down to me um, from a reliable area. And uh, I think a lot of people, you know, have been looking at the Shane Pinto situation as the Senators need to clear cap space. And then the Pinto signing happens, right? Well, what I've been hearing here is is basically that, you know, the Sens have a deal in place to clear what they feel is the necessary amount of cap space. Let's just say it's in the two plus million dollar range, right? Which is essentially what Shane Pinto's asking price would be. So they they have a deal in place to move that cap money, um, but they won't make the trade until Shane's camp agrees to the contract. So... Basically, they've approached Shane Pinto's side. His agent is Louis Gross. Um, Louis Gross is known for being an agent who has his players hold out when they're in this RFA situation. Look no further than across the you know the province with with uh, William Nylander just a few years ago. In tonight's game, Rasmus did it last year. So there you go, right? So this is a guy who's got a reputation for getting his guys as much money as possible. Um, but I think this is obviously a different situation because Pinto's kind of, you know, he's looking like an odd man out now with the way the Sens are playing. I don't think that, that it was very similar in that way. But here's what here's the thing, right? Like, it's in their court. They have an offer in place that's essentially, you know, what his asking price may be or at least close enough that he should be willing to make the deal. Um, and they're And they're not accepting it. So everything's in limbo right now. And it's just a matter of time, I think, before somebody caves. Um, but as of right now, it seems like there is a bit of a holdout on the Shane Pinto and his agent side. And, you know, with the pressure seemingly coming from the fan base towards the organization and Pierre Dorian, I think we need to start looking at this a little bit differently and thinking more that, you know, there is an element of Shane Pinto and his camp may or may not be necessarily <clears throat> agreeing to what what could be a fair deal if that makes sense just under 44 days until the rfa deadline and and if shane pinto's at home right he realizes he's missed a full season two years ago and he burned a year off his contract only playing 12 games in that covid season and now he's watching ridley greg come and do an admirable job in that middle six getting in the mix now i'm not going to be one of those people at any point in this that says trade Shane Pinto. I think Shane Pinto should nope. and will be a part of the core of this future. And he hasn't asked for a trade, Ross. So that's... Oh. And there's yeah. a reason. He wants to be here. Team wants him. I believe both of those things. I wouldn't be surprised if the next move is that his agent gets fired. Okay. I, I think that that is a very logical assumption to make based on the things that I'm hearing here. Yeah. I, if he I, just goes, you know what? I, I, I want to be part of this thing. I want to get this deal done. You're not able to do it. See you later. Bring the next guy in. He'll convince him that, you know, this team is, you know, look at it. You want to be on it. Let's go. Get involved. And yeah, then, get Andy Scott on the case. 
Yeah. If Lewis Gross is being Lewis Gross, then then it's time to just get him out of there. I'm looking him up, and he doesn't have a whole lot of clients. I don't he's know. guy. He's got a couple biggies, though, right? Um, well, his biggest one was also in a bit of a, a gong show scenario. Johnny Hockey was his uh, is his right. See, he loves I mean, the drama. That's a, that's a big deal. He got some percentage uh, on. Tori, now this is less dramatic, but his next biggest client after William Nylander, who held out, is Tori Krug. And there was that situation this summer where they were trying to trade him to Philly, and he was hanging firm. But I mean, that's on Lewis Gross for negotiating in the no trade clause. So that's not really against him, but I do find it a little bit interesting. But yeah, then he's got a ton of like mid level players. Let's put it that way like Brandon Sad, Ross Colton, Alex Ifallo. Brian Dumoulin, Noel Chari, right? Like that's that's kind of the the range, and I think he probably sees this too as like, hey, I I'm getting a payday out of this as well, and he knows Shane Pinto at 20 goals, and there was that leverage point, but now if Josh Norris can be back at 100 percent health, then all of a sudden the leverage really swings in the Sens' favor, where it's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this or what? Yeah, I, I think the the Sens kind of hold the hammer here. But the interesting thing is, like, Martian, if, if what you're saying is right, and I'm not disputing what you're saying, I'm just saying let's go with that narrative. So let's say the Sens have a trade in place. They make the trade. They clear up the cap space, thinking that Pinto is going to play nice now that the cap space is there. And now Pinto and, and his agents say, all right, you traded that player. You know what? I'm feeling like I want an extra 200 k and another year on top of my deal here. And now the Sens are like, well, we just got rid of a guy because we got this done, and and then the game of leverage kind of starts playing all over again. Well, that's why everything's held up, right? It's because they wouldn't exactly. have the trade done until he's like you know verbally agreed, and it's like, okay, come on, like you're not going to back out of this thing now. You know that's the way it's going to work. He needs to agree, then the trade will happen, and then we'll announce it all at once. I think they're going to announce game it all of chicken as well. I'm going to start – I'm going to – once I clean up this area here, that's a story for another day, I think I'm going to throw the Shane Pinto Nodak jersey in there because he needs to be a part of the good vibes that yeah. he's created. Yeah, yeah, let's get him in the mix. Let's get him in the mix, man. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's postcast? Huge crowd. We hope to carry this momentum through the entirety of the season. 613 now in the chat. 613, may I? Ooh. May I? That's our area code, baby. Let's keep it going. That's good vibes for me. You knew that, right? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I uh, We called Schwarmer Palace hey, over the weekend. He's got my number. He knows it's an area code 613. My yeah, area code absolutely. 613 forever. Come on. <laughs> nice. Even in Winnipeg, yeah? No, it Every- is. Yeah, no, not, you're not changing that number. It's fine. Well, now, yeah, now that long distance calling isn't really like a major issue. I don't think anyone needs to change their their number anymore. At least it seems that way. I've had, the, I've, had, I've had the same phone number since I was 16. Me too. Wow. Talk about getting off the rails, fellas. Look how many we're losing. No, final thoughts on this show. This was an unbelievable postcast, and it's an unbelievable time to be an Ottawa Senators fan. The whole time I'm watching this game, I'm just thinking like how sustainable this is. How many guys are locked up long-term? Like the the youth on this team, like all their best players. And then like, it's, how, by the way, I got one more quote on Sportsnet. While they're oh. talking about like the oh, situation with Shane Pinto, they're like, oh, and then Giroux's money's off the books. It's like, Giroux's no. re-signing. Like, what the heck? Yeah, you, you don't say that. <laughs> Giroux's no. money's coming off the books in two years. That's your angle? Know your crowd. And they were also just talking so much about how, like, oh, Shane Pinto's the most important part of this. They need him to get anything done. And they didn't mention Ridley once. 
I mean, Ridley Gregg's looking incredible in that spot. We can get into him too, because I know he, he would probably be someone's honorable mention. But he was he was zipping around. He was getting a Tom Wilson's face right in his kitchen, boys. He was. Oh, yeah. He had him pissed. I don't know what he's saying or what he's doing out there. But the, first thing, the first thing was a little two hand after after the whistle, like the goalie just, made a save, and instead of turning away, which he could have easily done, he's like, "No, I know that this guy's a hothead. I'm gonna get him going," and he just pressed the on button, and away he went. It, it was it was awesome. It was it, it, like just exactly what you need from Ridley Gregg. I saw somebody, yeah. you know, comparing him to Brad Marchand, but I would just say, you know, don't expect that. But what he will do is he will get under people's skin just as well as Brad Marchand. And what he does so well when he's doing it is nobody knows what he's doing. They're every, all of a sudden, he's just getting punched in the face. Well, no, my player comparable for him, Pilsy and I, and you were there too, is this Philly game. Like Travis Konechny would be the perfect player for him to emulate at all times. Yeah, I just don't think he's going to score as many high goal. ceiling as well, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little less high than Brad Marchand. I was just talking more about the pe- the pestiness, right? Who wants it? <laughs> Nobody right now. Pilsy, final thoughts on the postcast, the second postcast officially of the year. We'll be back Saturday, of course. Pilsy and Martian will hold that one down. Uh, I mean, we're a hashtag goalie-friendly show, so I feel like we'd be remiss not to shout out Forzy. Like, sure, a bit of light work here for him, but he had to be sharp when he did. Uh, he had a couple, like, Oshi had, like, three whacks at uh, one chance uh, earlier on in this game, and Forzy stood tall. I thought he was square to the puck. The only goal that went in, I'm not really going to put a lot on him. And I think... Yeah, Ross, I, I'll I'll take your approach and just alternate goalies here. Now go to Corpusalo. These guys are both feeling like they've got the hot hands here, and both of them are getting dubs. So good. Martian? Yeah, you kind of gave him a quick shout-out earlier in the show, Ross, and for me it's it's the quietest three-point night I think I may have ever True. seen, and that's Tim Stussel. Like We barely said his name tonight. Um, another 2020 drop, just stud. Um, but, like, I mean, he stayed out of the box, which is a very nice thing. Yes, you know, yes. he, he's been taking a lot of penalties here early in the season. It's good to keep him out of that box. And um, he was just dishing it. You know, he, I think a few of them were, were definitely secondary assists. But, um, I mean, a play's got to start somewhere. And, and Timmy Stutzla had a really quiet three-point night. And that's good to see because now he's over a point per game early in the season. Unreal. What a night. 6-1. The Ottawa Senators win. Multi-point nights for Tim Stutzla with three assists. Josh Norris with two goals. Claude Giroux with a goal and an assist. Vladimir Tarasenko, a goal and an assist. And Jake Sanderson, a goal and an assist. Anton Forsberg makes 23. Did you get Drake Batherson in that one? I think there were six players. Yes, there was six players. Thank you. Drake Batherson, two assists as well. Yeah, can't forget that. Great win for the Ottawa Senators. We'll be back to break it down tomorrow on the po- on the Locked On Senators podcast. We'll have Meth join us on Friday to tee up the weekend. Ooh. Big game coming up against Detroit. Both teams will have two full days off before the afternoon game on Saturday. And we'll have you previewed. We'll have you postcasted. It'll all be ready to rock and roll. In the meantime, make sure you're following at Laleem's Martian at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram, Laleem's Martian on Twitch. We are here all season long to carry the good vibes. Vibe or vent, it's been a vibe so far. Third straight win for the Ottawa Senators. For Brandon Piller and the Martian, I'm Ross Levitan. Let's get those go sends goes in the chat here after the Senators earn their third Straight victory on home ice against the pesky Washington Capitals. Call it Capital Gains. We're a part 
of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.